Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Well, howdy-da. It's Nick. I'm your host. Pretty sure that's obvious at this point. But welcome to new listeners, if you've never listened before. And I just want to do a quick shout-out here before we get into the show. Please check out nicksnerdnews.com. That is going to be the hub. It is the hub. It's live. It's a live website. For links to all the social media, I'm going to try and get better at posting written word there instead of just you listening to me drabble on for hours on end every week. Okay, not hours, I'm just being facetious there, but anyway, you know what I mean. And of course, there's also links to the show's page on Spotify, iTunes, and the Google Play Store. And of course, you can just listen to it right then and there on the website if you like, so that that's completely up to you. But, hey, let's, uh, let's jump right into Nixner News, and uh, of course, today we're going to talk about... The Academy Awards, but that's at the end of the show, so stay tuned. Anyway, uh, Anthem came out this past week, and I didn't play as much of it as I probably should have, just because I, I have a, a bit of a backlog right now in in my gaming. I, I, I was still playing Kingdom Hearts, I made it to the final boss, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that, just because I'm sure you guys are tired of listening to me ramble on about it, and it it I would just it would end up being a, a a tirade against it and and maybe I'll 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 write something about that and just ridiculous final end game on that and I wanted to play some more Crackdown because again I need to beat that and I didn't even get to Far Cry this weekend but I I did play some Anthem and I got about five or six hours into it and unlike some people I I didn't um. I didn't come across any crashes. I didn't come across any bugs, anything like that. Maybe maybe a lot of those things had been patched by the time um, by the time I, I got into it. I, I'm I'm not entirely sure there, but it um, no, it, it's really fun, and it, it's a lot like from the 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 couple hours experience I had playing the demo. It's great to fly around. Um, unfortunately, the customization options. At the beginning of the game, are are severely lacking com- compared to what was available in the demo. Granted, you were level ten in the demo, but um, this is where you can kind of see some of the microtransactions coming into play, and uh, it's a shame that you kind of have to do that like right off the bat to get some cool stuff. Like they added a N seven like vinyl that you can put on your javelin, so it looks like your Commander Shepard in the N seven armor from Mass Effect, but. Uh, that that's the only thing I've noticed so far. Granted, I I really haven't played a whole lot. You can collect stuff out out in the world, and I will say this: free play solo is is quite challenging. And there's some some random like quests and stuff that show up that are that are not easy by by any stretch. And they're they're that's a good thing. That's good to have a challenging thing there in in the beginning. I I'm 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 okay with that. But uh, unlike Destiny, which was a little easier in the beginning. Granted, you can wander off into different areas. That's not as... Uh, the map's a lot bigger than the first Destiny, I, I will say that. And um, 
luckily it's a little more varied in terms of how to get to missions and things like that, at least from what I've seen. Granted, I again, I don't have a whole lot of time with it, so I, I can't I can't speak on that yet. But uh, I'm having a lot of fun. The game is is a little more balanced than the demo, so that that's a good thing. And there's a lot more, a uh, lot different things going on than than uh, than the demo, of course. So that's good. The only thing I'm I'm not liking is it, it forces matchmaking for every mission, unless you play free play solo. Which I get that they're trying to be that shared world shooter and have an instance where you're playing with people, but you should be able to play these things solo. But in in all honesty, that'd probably be a lot hard harder of a game because it's it's quite challenging a bit, even with with the three other people. And obviously, it comes down to. Hopefully you don't all have the same javelin, so there's different um, play styles being enacted. It, it's almost uh, it's almost got a hero shooter vibe to it in in the sense that maybe someone should be a colossus, someone should be a ranger, someone should be a storm, so you can utilize everyone's different abilities and things to your advantage while playing. And a lot of people are playing as the ranger just because the colossus is, is a bit slow. It is the the larger javelin, but Maybe when I get some more time into it this this next week, I'll I'll have some more to share. But unfortunately, I just didn't get to as much as I could and as much as I wanted to. I did want to play a little bit and get at least some of that on uh, some of that information to you guys. I will say this though: the one thing so far that it's doing a lot better than Destiny is the lore. Granted, there's still a lot of reading involved that you have to go in and read a whole lot of stuff to understand the story and, and the setting a whole lot more, which is fine because if you're going to have a game like this, you can't do everything in cutscenes because cutscenes is just like they drag on and, and break up playing. But what's different from Destiny is all this stuff is right in the game. I don't have to log on to a website to see what grimoire cards I've gotten, which is what you had to do on Destiny. It's like you would get this card that would build on the lore and then you'd have to go to destiny.com and read everything online and it's like no that's annoying shouldn't have to do that it should just be right in the game but that that's that's my thing on anthem right now uh skull and bones the ubisoft pirate game that is still doesn't have a release date i was gonna get a tv show now based on it which is kind of weird kind of out of left field too i mean what what can what can it really be? A, obviously, it's going to be a pirate show, but is there room for that? I mean, I know Blackbeard just ended, or is that what it was called? I don't know. It was that pirate show on on um, on Showtime. No, it wasn't called Blackbeard. I don't know what it was called, but anyway, what, what are you doing, Ubisoft? Let's get a release date for the game. I mean, I get that you're trying to drum up hype, but what about more stuff on the game. We haven't really seen it for like a year. Yeah, there was some gameplay at last year's E3, but I I, I get that they're trying to do a tie-in. Multimedia works. It, it helps bring in more more people, but I, I this is an odd decision. At least to me, it's an odd decision. Someone who knows more than me in terms of, of marketing and, and branding and things like that is obviously making the decision to, to do this, but I don't know. I don't know. One of PlayStation's biggest exclusives this year, uh, Dreams. It's that game. Is it a game or is it somewhere that you can 
create masterpieces, works of art. I, I don't I don't know what it is. It's a it's an experiment. It's the, from the people that made Little Big, Big Planet, and you can make games, you can make works of art, movies, things like this, all all inside it. And it's going to release in early access this spring for around twenty nine ninety nine. So if you've been waiting on that game, you'll finally have a chance to play it. I, I don't think I'm not I'm not creative enough to be able to do that. I mean I, I struggle I struggle in Minecraft building like a house. So I, I don't I don't think that this game this game would be for me. And uh it was uh Rocket League. Uh, second game to go cross-platform cross-play will be getting um, cross-platform parties, which is awesome. So now in Rocket League, you will be able to, uh, you'll get like a Rocket League ID, almost like Fortnite and stuff like that. And you'll be able to party up with your friends in Ro- inside of Rocket League, essentially. So... So yeah, you'll you'll get to be able to play with your friends if they're on PC or PS4 or Xbox, and uh, you don't have to jump through any any convoluted hoops or anything like that. So that that's really nice. That uh, it's cool that that that's something that that they're capable of of doing. And I I for one am, am looking forward to that. So that should be fun. And the biggest news uh, before we get to the biggest news in gaming this week, I want to talk about this uh, this rumor. So last week we talked about uh, the rumor that Xbox Live might be showing up on on Switch, and was that last week or or two weeks ago? So sometime recently we talked about that, and yeah, it was two weeks ago. New rumor now, and uh, this is all um, leaked, or some French gaming website got a hold of the leak, or I I, I don't know, I don't know. What what how it worked, but Microsoft is set to unveil their hardware at this year's E3. So uh, the next um, the next Xboxes, and then the next part of that rumor was that Xbox Game Pass may be headed to Switch with some formerly Xbox exclusives, and then alleging that. One of the the golden tri- triangle of 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 Microsoft exclusives might be going to Switch as well. That being Gears, Halo, or Forza. Now, game that all of this is is a lot to unpack. And granted, it's all leaked and rumors, so take it with a, a a mountain of salt, not a grain or a pinch. Like take this with a mountain of salt. But of of all of that, the thing that's most likely to happen is the new consoles to be announced at E3. Obviously, pricing to follow much later since they're just going to announce them for a, a fall 20 release. Um, oh, and then, and then, sorry. And Halo, Halo Infinite would launch on the new title on the new Xboxes in fall of 20 and apparently might have some more RPG elements. Again, it's, it's, it's all hearsay at this point, except I, I pretty much am certain that those consoles are going to get announced officially. Anyway, the game pass on switch Somewhat believable. Microsoft and Nintendo have been playing extremely nice lately. Uh, they're they're practically neighbors. They're both headquarters uh, headquartered uh, just outside of Seattle. Um, I think they're both in Redmond, actually. Um, if not, they're, they're uh, Microsoft's in Redmond and uh, Nintendo's 
just nearby. Um, excuse me, they are they are both in Redmond, literally in the same city in Washington. But anyway, they they're, they're neighbors. They play nice. I mean, we got cross play on that a lot sooner than we did on uh, with with PlayStation Four, and then we also got um, you know they they they've been sharing uh, uh, sharing a lot of stuff essentially and and you know that's the Xbox Live going to switch things like this so that'd be a game changer obviously you know Microsoft wants their service in as many hands as possible and and things like this it's the ex- the bit about the exclusives though that that uh, I I don't buy as much unless it's like some of their indie games like Cuphead or Ori in the Blind Floor- Forest things like this I don't see Halo, Gears, or Forza going to the Switch, mainly because I don't think the Switch would be able to handle those games unless it was like a Project X Cloud situation where the game was streamed to the Switch. I don't think the Switch has the power to run any of the modern games, at least. I, I think I think it could probably... And, uh, and, and granted, I, I don't know a whole lot, but uh, and this is based off a video I saw on YouTube... Um, it's possible that I think the Switch could probably run Halo 1 Combat Evolved or, or Halo 2 just because those are older games and don't require as much because A, they were on the original Xbox and B, one of them's almost 20 years old and I think you could run that game on a on an iPad. I mean, they almost put Halo on on DS back in the day. They they A lot of older games you can run on... I mean, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas runs on an iPad now, so I, I think... If it was going to be Halo or something like that, Halo or Forza or Gears, I think it would be Halo 1 more than anything. I think that would be able to run on a Switch. Hey, maybe they'll put the Master's Chief Collection on or something like that. And while I know that that, that hurts the idea of, of Xbox exclusives, I, I don't think it would be any new ones moving forward. And I think if, 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 if anything were to work well with that, it would be more games as a service type things. Like if, if any game would work perfectly on the Switch, it would be Sea of Thieves. It's made by Rare, who used to be Nintendo's darling. I mean, Rare made Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day, all Nintendo 64 exclusives. Uh, GoldenEye, how can I forget the, the greatest? Um, and then, of course, Rare was purchased by Microsoft later and Viva Pinata and all that stuff. But... They've, they've always played nice with each other. You know, there's been rare properties still on Nintendo devices and vice versa. My thing is, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. And granted, this all could be wrong. This is all just rumors. These are leaks. Plans could change. You know, not, not everything is set in stone unless pen has been signed to paper. And even then, that doesn't always necessarily mean it's fact 100% true. So, with that being said... It'll be interesting. I don't think it's going to be as full-blown or or be exactly what, what people think it is, and I don't think it will be a, a bad thing. This is great for the industry because while competition is healthy and it's needed, sometimes when you have too many walls, it, um, it keeps players away. And then it, it's... Um, and, and exclusives, exclusives are, are, are a good and bad thing. And my only thing with that is, if you're 
giving people a taste of what they could have with Game Pass being on a Switch, it will just get them to buy an Xbox eventually to get the full experience and the full option to play a lot more. Because like I said, if you're just getting Halo 1 on a Switch, that's just a, 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 a toe a toe in the pool. You're dipping a toe in the pool at that point. I mean, you're going to have almost 20 years worth of stuff to, to, to fall back on if, if you got if you bought into the Xbox ecosystem, if you never had before. And it opens the door to maybe get some more more of the younger crowd into Halo. So I'm all for it. Just not new or current exclusives. Unless it's like Cuphead or a game like that. But but again, we're a couple months out from E3 still. So who knows? Thing, things, things can change. And sticking with Nintendo, biggest, biggest news in gaming this past week... Uh, Reggie Fizami, I think that's how you say his name, is retiring. Uh, he's been president of Nintendo of America for, I think, 15 years. And um, great, great man in the game industry. Very nice, very friendly, always open to um, changing the game, as, as Nintendo always tries to do somewhat. <laughs> um, props to him. Hey, if, if uh, someone wants to spend more time with their family, I'll go go do it, especially if, if financially you're able to. And Granted, he's been the president of Nintendo of America, so he's definitely got money and in the bank and a nice, lovely severance, prob- probably, and retirement and things like that. But the the funny part is um, the person taking over. Name's Doug Bowser. Yes, Bowser. Bowser is in charge of Nintendo. I wonder how Mario's going to like that. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'll be interesting to see how this, this goes. I mean, if... Uh, if you've ever read the book Console Wars, it's about the 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 battle between Sega and Nintendo in the late '80s and '90s. It's a uh, really paints a picture into the gaming industry back then, and I, I wonder if Nintendo's the same way. So back then, Sega was really hampered by Sega of Japan. Sega of America couldn't really do a whole lot without Final Say from Japan. But on the 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 opposite end, I I don't know how much of Nintendo of America still has to rely on Nintendo of Nintendo proper out of out of Japan and that's something that will be interesting Uh, granted I mean Nintendo of America just they're in charge of their own marketing probably and and maybe not so much gaming and stuff like that but it's um it'll be interesting it'll be interesting but uh that's it for the gaming world kind of a slow week there Uh, let's move on to tv and well the inevitable happened the Punisher and Jessica Jones were canceled. Jessica Jones will still air its upcoming third season. They're in the process of filming it right now. Um, rumors that Kilgrave might be back. But, yeah, um, they got canceled. And uh, it's a shame, but, again, it, it was inevitable. It really was inevitable at this point. And Disney's going to move forward with Disney Plus and all that kind of stuff. And granted, I, I did hear that Netflix mainly did it be, for money. I mean, they didn't own the IP, so it's it's um, not something that... Uh, it, it cost a lot more, obviously, because they had to, to get the IP and the rights from Disney and everything like that. So it wasn't uh, wasn't viable for them, which is weird because they... Sh- I don't know what I was saying there, but uh, they dump a shit ton of money into stuff that ends up being crap. So... I, I don't I don't know there, but uh, I was gonna talk about this last week, but then the news came about about Punisher and, and Jessica Jones, and I wanted to save it. But 
I guess someone was interviewing the president of uh, Hulu or senior vice president of originals at Hulu, Craig Erwich. Uh, this is via IGN and said they would be interested in any titles under their Marvel name. And uh, like, oh, we're totally interested and would totally bring on the, the Netflix Marvel shows if he could. And I mean, now that Disney um, owns Fox and things like this, they got a, 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 a controlling stake in Hulu. So that that's um that that that's that'd be interesting. I don't know if they'd necessarily be able to cuz then they'd have to get the rights from Netflix for those characters because it's this weird um even though Disney owns the ultimate rights, Netflix technically owns the rights to like those versions of the characters. It's this weird legal garbage. Um but that'd be interesting for Hulu to get production value though. Would it be the same at Hulu as it was at Netflix? And that that's a big thing because that could that could totally change how um, how the show is perceived, how it's filmed, and, and if it uh, would be the same of the same quality as it was on Netflix. And that could be detrimental. So they could bring it back, but then it would just it wouldn't be the same on Hulu, and that would just throw a wrench into the whole thing. So I wonder I wonder how it will proceed moving forward. Uh, speaking of Netflix, couple couple of different things. Uh, Rested development. Season 5, Part B, is coming March 15th. And The Haunting of Hill House got renewed for a second season, if uh, if you were really into that show. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I really liked the movie from the early 2000s with, like, Owen Wilson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. So, hopefully I'll like the show. Um, so, I, I remember reporting on uh, How, uh, Howard the Duck show is coming to Hulu. And it looks like Leia Thompson has been cast. Um, she was in the Howard the Duck movie that was really shitty in the 80s, and uh, she's been the one trying to get it brought back into the, not the movie, but Howard the Duck as a, a character. Um, she's also more well-known as playing uh, the mom in Back to the Future. This is, um, yeah, that's going to be on Hulu. Uh, one of the Alien shows, I was talking last week about how Alien, the Alien property, might be getting two different TV shows. Uh, a new rumor is suggesting that one of them will actually be based on the video game Alien Isolation, which is uh, follows Amanda Ripley's daughter. So Ripley is the character played by Sigourney Weaver in the original Alien films. And this would be about her daughter, who she left behind on Earth. And I, I haven't played the game, so I, I couldn't tell you the exact story and, and how it how she's involved, but that's um that's a rumor right now. That's the that's the theory. Uh Wizard of Oz is getting a TV show and it's gonna be about before Dorothy gets there. So cool. I I guess I don't, I don't know. Uh Man in the High Castle will end with season four, uh which is supposed to be later this year. It should come out. Um which is interesting. I, I'm so upset with myself that I haven't had a chance to, to watch season three yet because it's, it's one of my favorite shows. It's one of the few times where a show is actually better than the book just because it, it expands on like the whole world and lore a little bit more than, than the book could. So that's uh, it's unfortunate, but again, it's always better to go out on top than overstay your welcome. And, uh, so, what is this? Uh, the Halo TV show has found a new director in Otto Bathurst, and he actually directed a couple 
or one episode of Black Mirror. Um, so he's going to be a new executive producer on the series and will direct a few episodes. So luckily the show won't get delayed too long then. Um, and, and speaking of, of Disney and all that, the new rumor now is that instead of getting an Obi-Wan movie, we'll be getting an o- Obi-Wan TV show on Disney+. And I'm, I'm fine with that too. Like I said, Ewan McGregor wants to come back and do it. He uh, And it it's... So we're, what are we now, 15 years just about removed from episode 3, which would be 15 years removed in reality. That That's perfect, actually, because he's about the age that Obi-Wan would be anyway, considering there was only about a 19-year gap between episode 3 and 4 in the Star Wars timeline. So uh, Revenge of the Sith and... and a new hope. So it, it's perfect. I mean, he's aging the same at the same rate. Um, granted, Alec Guinness was a little bit older, but when you live in a desert, you're probably going to look a whole lot older than you really are just from the heat and the sand and, and all that nonsense. So, I mean, they can do anything with makeup nowadays anyway, so it, it works. But I would 100% watch that show, so it, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, and uh, last bit of news... A lot of, lot of. Uh, oh wait, no, sorry. Before that, uh, Michael Douglas has been cast in the Green Eggs and Ham cartoon show coming to Netflix. Can't wait for that. Will you eat green eggs and ham? No, I will not, Sam. I am. I will not eat my or eggs and. Can't even do Dr. Seuss anymore. Green eggs and ham. <laughs> um, but yeah, last last bit of news here is uh, we've we've been talking about the Arrowverse on CW and and things like that lately and. While the head of programming at the CW or whatever had said that we'll have an, uh, an announcement soon to know if Arrow will continue after next season or not. And while we haven't had that yet, there's a new rumor, all rumors today, isn't it, that um, that Arrow and Legends will end next se- next season will be their last, essentially. So season six for Legends and season eight for Arrow. And while Arrow, I understand, is, uh, it's getting there. It's getting up to be, um, I I don't want to say overstay its welcome because I still welcome it. I still enjoy it, but it's some of its best stories are, are behind it. And Stephen Amell is probably going to want to keep moving on and and doing different things. He doesn't want to just keep doing arrow he's he's gonna want to do different like i said he's gonna want to do different things he he, he's he's gonna get bored one when one actor gets stuck doing a role for a long time like that it it's hard it's hard to move on and get other roles and granted it's different with with voice actors just because they don't have to commit as much time as a real actor would but I don't know if Arrow would do as well if they passed it off to Emiko to take over. I'd change the whole dynamic of the show, and while that could be a good thing, it isn't necessarily the smart thing to do. It it could hurt, and it could push people away. Legends, on the other hand, is firing on all cylinders, and I know it's doing that weird break, and it will come back later in the spring, but that's that's the show I'm, I'm a little... Arrow, I understand. And right now, all bets are on Stephen Amell 
or Oliver Queen biting the dust in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover this year. But it's the Legends of Tomorrow that I'm most surprised at. Granted, a lot of those characters could go back to their respective shows that they, they started on. But, I don't know, it, it, it's unfortunate, it's sad, and, and, and granted, like I said before with Man in the High Castle, sometimes it's best to go out on top before you play yourself, and uh, sometimes it's just best to go when, when interest is starting to wane. You don't want to overstay your welcome. You never want to overstay your welcome. But that's, uh, that's the world we live in. Anyway, February is almost over, and with that comes things leaving and coming to Netflix and uh, leaving this month at least things of, of consequence to us Ghostbusters 1 and 2 will leave on March 1st Pearl Harbor leaves March 1st and Disney's Beauty and the Beast leaves on March 18th and then coming in March uh, Clockwork Orange will be on there March 1st uh, Disney's Saving Mr. Banks will be there March 1st Wet Hot American Summer is coming back I don't know why it ever left considering Netflix has two shows based on that movie. Great comedy, if you've never seen it. A lot of actors in it before they were famous. Uh, Bradley Cooper, um, Paul Rudd, uh, 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 Amy Poehler, Janine uh, Janine Garofalo was was somewhat famous at the time, and uh, Michael Ian Black. A lot of people in that movie. Uh, Joe Joe Lo Trulio, I think that's how you say his name. He plays Boyle on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then um, Christopher Robin on March 5th. Kung Fu Hustle, like I said last uh, last week. Kung Fu Hustle, uh, March 15th. And then as stated before, Arrested Development Season uh, season 5 Part B will also be on March 15th. And uh, that's it for, for, for TV. Um, let's kind of move on to movies here. Captain Marvel uh, comes out in about a week and a half and uh, has been confirmed. It will have two post-credit, mid-credit scenes, so no surprise there. It's a Marvel movie, but it is getting good early buzz. Uh, first reactions were allowed on Twitter, and the uh, it's all good. Everything's good. It, people are saying it's like no other Marvel movie they've seen before and uh, a good change-up and, and uh, a nice uh, change of pace, at least, from from the 20 or so movies that came before. Gwyneth Paltrow announced that she will officially be leaving the MCU after Avengers Endgame. No surprise there. I mean, we're I'm pretty certain that we're going to be losing a lot of the the characters that started in phase 1. Either they're not necessarily going to be killed off, but I'm pretty sure almost all of their contracts are up. So, uh, no surprise there. Uh, Black Widow will not be rated R. Kevin Feige confirmed. And then he also confirmed, uh, Kevin Feige, head of Marvel Studios, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, if it gets, when it gets made, I should say, will use James Gunn's script as the backbone. So so good on that, because I know a lot of the stars were threatening to walk if they didn't. And um, in a movie that doesn't need to be made, Space Jam 2 has an official release for July of 2021. It will star LeBron James. Yeah... It's dumb. They per- they could have just got Michael again, and it would have been fine. I don't know. Uh, two couple couple trailers came out this week as well. Uh, uh, the official trailer for Rocket Man, the biopic of Elton John, starring Taron Egerton, which looks amazing. I love Elton John. Love his music, and Taron Egerton already has a history of being able to sing. I mean, he was in the movie Sing and sang an Elton John song. 
also in Kingsman 2 with Elton John. So it's all uh, it's all real meta there. Also got a trailer for Angry Birds 2. Not the game, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Angry Birds, the movie, too. And looks like Leslie Jones is going to be playing the antagonist, which I don't care if this movie's going to suck. I just want to watch it because Leslie Jones is hilarious. And um, yeah, totally. Uh, what's this? Uh, Ivan Reitman, or is it Ivan Reitman? Who's Whoever the son is of, of uh, the, the Reitman son, uh, whose father directed Ghostbusters, he's directing the new one. Um, said that uh, the new Ghostbusters movie will hand the movie back to the fans, whatever that means. Um, it's supposed to start filming in June, and that will... Um, Jason Reitman, he's the one. Uh, he's directing it. Um, that starts filming in June, and it will have uh, four children as the stars, or four preteens, teenagers as the stars. That's not official yet, but a lot of casting calls have been leaked. In what I think is probably the best casting I've, I've heard of in years, Chris Hemsworth has been cast to play Hulk Hogan in a Todd Phillips-directed biopic. I'm guessing Todd Phillips will move on to this once he's done with the Joker movie, but Chris Hemsworth is going to play Hulk Hogan. I wonder if he'll be able to pull the accent off, but, oh man, I wonder who they're going to get to play Randy Savage then. Oh, I can't wait. Maybe The Rock will be in it too. That'd be cool. Because uh, The Rock and Hogan have fought a couple times in the past. Not recently, but obviously when The Rock was still uh, new to wrestling. In uh, another unsurprising news, Holmes and Watson won the Razzie for uh, Worst Picture of the Year last year. i not going to lie. Some movies that have won Razzies, I've thoroughly enjoyed. So I, I do want to see Holmes and Watson. Just uh, just got to wait for just got to wait for it to be on TV. And then um, Bill and Ted Three officially starts production this month. So people, we do not have to worry about this movie not being made. It will come. Fuck yeah! Can't fucking wait. I love me some Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. Okay. And then uh, before we get to the Oscars, little bit of movie news concerning the DC extended universe and uh, Ezra Miller was doing a press tour for I'm guessing Harry Potter uh, Fantastic Beasts at least um, he's he's also the Flash uh, he was the Flash in Justice League and he's supposed to be getting his own movie uh, he was being interviewed and said that uh, the film is still planned to be a multiversal outing one that will connect the disparate pieces of the DC film universe while also creating what he calls a speedster, speedster multiverse. Um, in other words, so this means like maybe universe hopping, time travel, which is all part of the car course for the Flash. Um, he also intimates that the film is still in the writing stage. Uh, this is per io9 Gizmodo. Uh, still in the writing stage, and that it won't be made until or if they find a satisfactory script. So, I I guess it's still com coming. I don't know. Sure. If anything, like I said, it's probably not coming until 2021 because of the production delay on Fantastic Beasts 3, which he is going to be a part of. But, as I'm sure you're probably aware, and 
If you're not, I, I don't know what rock you're living under. But the Oscars were last night, the 91st Academy Awards. And uh, Marvel, the MCU, got some of its first Oscars, mostly for Black Panther. Luckily, it wasn't for Best Picture, which went to uh, Underdog Green Book. That was the last movie I expected to win. Um, but but props props to them. Whoever thought Peter Forelli would, would win an Oscar for directing? I mean, the man... The, the the man directed Dumb and Dumber, and now he's winning Oscar, Oscar winners. It's crazy, crazy. Um, but uh, and props to Mahershala Ali as well for winning Best Supporting Actor for for uh, Green Book. So so really awesome there. Um, Black Klansman won Best Adapted Screenplay, which I I th- still think should have won Best Picture, and I I think that Adam Driver. While Mahershala Ali is well deserved of his his best supporting actor, I, I think Adam Driver could have won as well if he maybe wasn't going up against Mahershala. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse did win best animated feature film. No surprise there. Amazing movie, probably one of the best best movies last year. And uh, so uh, Black Panther did win a couple of awards though. One of them was for best score and. I, I don't know. That's that the music in Black Panther wasn't very memorable to me compared to some other Marvel music. I mean, Captain America, the first Avenger has a, a memorable score. That's a song that you can recognize. The Avengers have a recognizable score. I mean Hell, look at look at some of the DC movies. Their their music is very recognizable. I'm pretty sure Hans Zimmer won I think one year for The Dark Knight or something like that, but um, best original score, Black Panther went up against Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns, the music wasn't memorable to me either, so I don't think that could have won. But Black Klansman music was great. And it was um, had this real jazzy vibe to it uh, in terms of the, the guitar riffs and things like that. So that was, that was something I, I think I would have would have gone for if if I was a voting member of the Academy. It also won for best production design and best costume design. Totally worth it. Costumes in that movie were great. Mary Poppins, though, on the other hand, would have given it a, it, it a run for its money. I think Mary Poppins probably was better. Like, I, I, I talked about that whole production design on that when after I saw the movie. Um, which, Black Panther, though, I think had a better way of world building. Black Panther came out before I started the podcast, so I mean, didn't really talk about it there, but the world building and and it and everything that was associated with that made you feel like it was a real country, like people lived and and worked there, and I think that's why they won for production design. What I will say is where some a movie got robbed for sure was best visual effects. Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, Ready Player One and Solo all had a lot more special effects than First Man did. And while some of those movies relied heavily on the special effects, I mean, look at Ready Player One. I mean, 90% of the movie was was digital because it was in a digital world. Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon. No, no not, not that digital world. But, I, I mean, I, I guess were they going for... I don't want to say quality over quantity because the 
the special effects in Avengers are is top notch. Christopher Robin, Pooh, and Piglet look like actual stuffed animals. Ready Player One was phenomenal, especially if you saw it in, in IMAX. And Solo, a Star Wars story, didn't have groundbreaking special effects like some other Star Wars movies, but it, it was good. It was believable. Um, not compared to, like, Rogue One or, or Last Jedi, things like this. But First Man, it just... it. Half, it didn't even look like it was using special effects, which, again, that means they're doing something right. But it didn't look like it was a movie that needed that much special effects to begin with. So, I'm just happy it, it didn't... I'm just happy Black Panther didn't win Best Picture because that would have just been... That would not have been a good thing. It, it would not help the industry. It would not help... Uh, it would just cause havoc everywhere if that had happened. So, I, I, uh, good on them for choosing Green Book. I would have preferred Black Klansman, though. But that's, uh, that's your Oscars. Your, that's your 91st Oscars. I wonder how it's going to go for the 100th in nine years, how things are going to gonna work out with that. But just to cap off some other, some other news, uh, if you've always dreamed of having a Bob, Bob Ross action figure, now is your chance. Uh, NECA or NECA announced a Bob Ross action figure with 10 points of articulation. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, they announced it at the New York Toy Fair, and uh, it will be 8-inch clothed Bob Ross action figure. And, yeah, it won't be a retailer exclusive, but um, no word yet on price or exact release date. It will hit in the second quarter of this year. So if you love Bob Ross, if you love the joy of painting, go get yourself a Bob Ross action figure. And uh, what's this now? Detective Pikachu is getting its own line of Pokemon cards. So if uh, so, what what they're doing is I saw this on Cerebi.net, but it's going to be a, a standard Pokemon card, but the picture will actually be uh, f- like a still taken from the movie of how the Pokemon look in the movies. That's pretty cool, actually. Finally, get like a realistic take on them. Um inside uh on, on a card because the cards are usually more cartoony or they've started branching off and doing other multimedia like um digital or clay or or cloth things like that so it'll be it'll be cool to uh see that and i think i'll i'll post uh i'll post those pictures on instagram just so you guys can get a get a feel for that hopefully they release a charizard because that would be fucking epic um samsung announced its new line of phones and I told myself after my S7, which was just garbage, that I would never get a Samsung phone ever ever again. But they announced they announced the Samsung Flip, which is the first like real foldable phone. It looks awesome. It goes from phone to tablet and seamless screen and, and things like this. So it'd be interesting. Uh, it's like a thousand bucks though, so that's some bullshit. And then finally, the French Fencing Federation now recognizes lightsaber duels as a competitive sport. You heard that, folks. Lightsaber duels are now an official sport. This puts the lightsaber alongside the foil, EP, and saber, traditional blades used in the sport. Lightsabers, however, will not be recognized at the upcoming 2024 Olympics in Paris. (laughs) 
Uh, during three-minute matches, participants use rigid polycarbonate lightsaber replicas with LED lighting, giving them their iconic glow. Some use more expensive models that generate sound effects, allowing lightsaber duels in the French Fighting Fencing Federation is largely a move to entice more young people to get into the sport and to become more active in general. I'm all for it. Hey, maybe I can finally uh, be a professional athlete in some way. Somebody call that Star Wars kid from YouTube from 20 years ago. Okay, not 20, but like from when YouTube first started. That kid, uh, get that kid on there now. He might become a, a, a world-class lightsaber duelist. <laughs> but uh, that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, like I said at the top of the show, check out nicksnerdnews.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Obviously under Nick's Nerd News, Nerd Unfiltered. I'm your host, Nick. Uh, also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Always post fun memes, different things on there. Just updates on, on when a new show gets posted, things like that. And uh, as always, uh, just be yourself, folks. Don't, uh, don't ever let the haters get in your way. And next week we'll have more Anthem. Uh, Dead or Alive 6 gets released, so we'll, we'll have some things on that. And, of course, uh, maybe some other news might get... Uh, maybe we'll find out more news about that Nintendo and, and Microsoft partnership. I, I can't promise anything. Think, news like this are a dime a dozen. The Game Developers Conference is soon. So, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But uh, just come back next week and, and we'll have your regularly scheduled programming all right, folks, have a good one. Catch you on the flip side.